0: You are now about to experience the Revive Effect. My name is Matt Celestio, entrepreneur and holistic health specialist. And if you're ready to start your health journey but don't know where to begin, you are in the right place. At Revive, we create better ways of living for our generation by changing the conversation around health. And each episode shows you exactly how to build health into your life. You'll unlock tactics to improve your sleep, nutrition, anxiety, self-talk, and mind. Break free from quick fix culture because it's time you learn to love your body and start to feel like the real you again. Welcome to the Revive Effect. Folks, thank you for tuning back in. I'm your host, Matt Celestio, here on the TRE, the Revive Effect podcast. Appreciate you with so much, a monsoon of gratitude for tuning in, as always. We love doing these podcasts and having your great energy here just 10X is the whole experience. So give yourself a pat on the back for coming on in. And uh, another really cool thing is we have an awesome guest. You guessed it, uh, lined up today, Leanne Weaver. She is a breathwork practitioner. I met Leanne a while back. I actually did one of her workshops. And it was such a transformational experience that I had. And I go, I need to get this woman's thoughts, these insights, all of her amazing expertise on our show to share that exactly with you. So if you're anything like me, you're an overthinker, you got a million things on the go, super type A, you can't sit still, and you almost have a little bit of anxious energy, hey, it all happens to us, we got a gajillion things on the go, this episode is perfect for you. Uh, I tell you why, because when I did Leanne's workshop, the breathwork workshop, after I finished the session, I've done meditation before, I've done other breathwork things before, I've really just tried to quiet my mind through regular breathing exercises, but after Leanne's breathwork session, I never felt more clear, in control, and zen. It was like my brain was switched into this off mode. That never happens for me. I'm type A. I have 80 million thoughts a day, so the fact that Leanne was able to help me just tune into my own body, get clear, get centered, and get grounded, it was a really transformative experience, and we're going to teach you exactly how I did that today on this podcast. We also dive into things like what we talk as the suggestible state of your brain and how after you do a breathwork session, it, it opens the floor for your brain to be rewired in a way that is more positive, beneficial, and you're actually able to remove limiting beliefs in that sense when we go through um, some of the breathwork things that we do throughout the workshops, throughout the practices. And then what's also really cool is there's this concept of energy that gets blocked within your body. So that could be things like traumas, negative pent-up emotions, things that just aren't being released energetically. So again, like thoughts, uh, negative thought patterns, belief systems. And again, that's where this negative energy gets stored into your body. And that could actually manifest physically as back pain, as IBS um, from an energetic perspective. And that's how it can go into the physical. Regardless, besides the point, Leanne actually shows how breathwork is able to help you release that pent-up trauma, release that blocked energy, so that way you can operate your life in a more, again, empowered way, a more free, lighter way. I've really seen the profound impact that it had on me after just one session, so we really get into it today in terms of how you can, again, remove energetic blocks, rewire your brain for something that is more healthy, abundant, and positive, positive. And then again, just going into how you can use breath work to reduce your anxiety, reduce your stress, even just calm your mind. That's that's such a crazy topic, just calming your mind. Um, I know this is a really powerful thing that a lot of people don't know how to do. So if you're somebody, again, like I said, stressed to the nines, anxious energy, overthinker, you feel like you have a lot of blocked emotions inside your body that you want to release, Breathwork work may be the answer for you. So I invite you to keep an open mind throughout this episode as Leanne and I dive in, because we cover all the bases, all the questions you would want to know about how to start breath work, how it's beneficial, how it works, and everything in between. Now, no confusion, and I guess lack of where to start on your health and wellness journey is one of the biggest patterns that we've seen, especially working with clients, just having conversations with everyday people. I want to invite you into something really, really cool and unique that we've just launched here at Revive. It's called the Revive Academy, and it is your all-in-one lifestyle transformation video program academy that guides you step-by-step through any wellness journey. I've called some amazing contacts in the health and well-being space, experts, people like psychotherapists, to gut specialists, to mindset coaches. We've called them all into this one-stop shop where we have step-by-step programs for every single aspect of health and wellness lifestyle, mental health, nutrition, sleep, fitness. We have a program for you. And again, the best part about it is it's all about empowerment and education. It's not a cookie cutter. Here's what you're going to do. Go do it. Best of luck. Thanks so much. See you next time. It's. We bring you into the program. We say, here's exactly how your body works. Here's exactly how the situation you're dealing with works. Here's how to adapt all of our expert tactics to your lifestyle, to your preferences, and your goals in a way that makes you feel confident, in control, empowered, and ready to take on the world with your eyes on the prize. The Revive Academy is your one-stop shop for health and wellness, and it's just beautifully laid out with all video-based programs. So it's very cool. It's an awesome experience. It's not just reading, reading, reading. It's this whole immersive learning experience that makes health and wellness fun. It makes health and wellness fun. If I was looking back at myself five years, maybe eight years ago when I started my health and wellness journey, if I had a resource like the Revive Academy, that is something that would have 10 x my speed in terms of getting to where I am today. I would have, skipped over so many failures so many tribulations and so much frustration and i would have known exactly where i want to go and exactly how to get there so i invite you to check out the revive academy join all the others inside where we're learning all this amazing stuff on health and wellness and put the power back in your hands that's honestly what this academy is designed for it's designed to give you the power back now without further ado ladies and gentlemen i want to invite leanne weaver on to the revive effect podcast let's get going Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the TRE Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Celestio. Thank you for spending time with us. We're always grateful for you tuning in. We have an incredible guest lined up today and a really cool topic to go along with it. And I want to welcome to the building, Leanne Weaver. Leanne, thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you. I'm so honored to be here, Matt. Very excited.
0: Yeah, very excited because we've been in the talks about this episode for months now. And it's finally nice to get in the studio, sit down and piece together an episode. Yes. So before we dive in, I always like to ask my guest, do you have any intention to bring forth to the podcast today? Hoping the listener takes something away today.
1: Ooh, very good question. I would say my intention, we're going to be talking a lot about breathwork, which is such a powerful tool. So my intention is for people to be really open-minded if they don't know a lot about breathwork or maybe they're skeptical because it can be so powerful. So keep an open mind.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, honestly, I was telling a bunch of people that you were coming onto the show and that you were a breathwork practitioner and their eyes lit up. They go, that's so cool. That's such a cool topic. I'm actually very interested in that. So the demand is already there. People are ready to listen. So I think they're already going to come with an open mind. And for those who aren't, uh, I can't wait for you to be open-minded and come in today. Yeah. So I want to dive into, uh, first of all, my personal experience with your breathwork practice, because uh, for those that don't know, I was at Leanne's, one of her workshops Fantastic experience, and she brought us through this 9D, what she calls it, uh, this method of breath work, and it was such a euphoric experience because I felt calm, I felt in control, and it was almost like a meditation that I've never gone so deep into. It was a totally different experience, and it was almost like my brain was in this quote-unquote off mode. I am a type A person. <laughs> My mind is never off. So the fact that it was able to do that was incredible for me. I just wanted to know, like, how did that happen? Like, how did I get into the state through breath work?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And I love that you mentioned that you're a type A personality because that, like, that's the perfect person to experience breath work to kind of shut off what's the prefrontal cortex of the brain. So when we get in this conscious connected breathing state that we're in during the breath work in these journeys, um, it, it literally does kind of temporarily deactivate that prefrontal cortex, which is our thinking mind, our overly analytical overthinking, kind of the monkey mind. It, again, it kind of shuts that off and forces us into our body where we're more in touch with our subconscious. So all those busy thoughts, those negative thoughts, worries, all those things just kind of melt away as you get into the breathing pattern and get more into your body and the subconscious. Mm,
0: Is it because the fact that we're focusing on the breath that's allowing us to kind of anchor that off mode in a sense?
1: That's part of it. So I know like in meditation, as an example, I, I mean, I did meditate and I still also being kind of type A could never shut off my mind in meditation. I had a really hard time. So part of it is, that when you first start, it's a very specific breathing pattern. So, so that is part of it, that your mind is thinking about how to breathe this way because it's not like we breathe every day. The right. other part of it is it's a very activating breath. So it kind of activates our sympathetic nervous system and it constricts our blood vessels a little bit. So it shuts off, or not shuts off, but slows down the flow of blood Uh, to the brain, which kind of slows, quiets that mind, if you will.
0: Wow, diving into the science. Really? I I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Okay. Well, as per our earlier conversation, um, we said, or you said after our breathwork session, we were almost in this theta state. So as we're on this topic of kind of shutting off the brain, quieting the mind there, like... Is this kind of the same as hi- hypnosis in a sense, like the theta state? What's your take on that?
1: Yeah, it is. So there's two things going on. The first thing is a slowing down of that prefrontal cortex, which we just talked about, which is called transient hypofrontality. Mm. Um, and the second thing that kind of works with that is that we get into the theta brainwave state. So not just at the end of the session, but probably about maybe 10, 15 minutes into breathing in that pattern, our brainwaves start to slow down uh, and... Yeah. Get into a theta brainwave state, which is the same state as when we're in hypnosis. So we're highly suggestible.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's what I actually wanted to ask you. Cause at the end of our breathwork session, you started doing, I want to say kind of like affirmations yes. in a sense, and you talked about the suggestible state. So like, why did you do that with the suggestible state, the affirmations rather than just before we did it?
1: Yeah. Because again, when we're in that theta brainwave state, Um, And out of that monkey mind, a lot of times when we're in the monkey mind, like we can say affirmations and affirmations are great. And I love affirmations and I use them all the time. But sometimes our mind second guesses the affirmations, especially if they seem a little bit too far-fetched, you know, like you can say whatever the affirmation is. Let's just be really extreme and say, I have a million dollars in my bank account. But your mind's going to be like, no, you don't. That kind of critical mind, like, you're not going to make a million dollars. You don't have a million. You can't do that. Like those limiting beliefs kind of pop up sometimes when we think our way to the positive affirmations. But when we get out of that thinking mind and we get into our body, we'll probably get into this, but we have so many old patterns and limiting beliefs programmed into us from our childhood that um, kind of can come up to the surface during breath work and be released. And at the same time, we're, we're like rewiring our brain to take advantage of these more positive affirmations when we're in that suggestible theta state, if you will.
0: Yeah, yeah, do me a favor. Just talk a little closer to the mic. That's cool. Um, So, yeah, what I want to just pick on there uh, a bit is when you said these old patterns, these old traumas come up um, through breathwork. Like, how does someone know if something comes up and that's something they should pay attention to?
1: Yeah, they, uh, the the beautiful thing about breathwork in that sense, is that you don't even know, you, you don't have to know what's coming up for it to be released. But these things, when we get into that subconscious and into our body, the because that prefrontal cortex is shut down, it activates more of the limbic sim- system of the brain where our memories are stored, our emotions are stored. They're stored in our body, right? They're stored in our nervous system. So during the breath work, they are brought to the surface to be released. So... Yeah, I mean, there's a different ways that they can get trapped in the body, which we can maybe go into a little bit if you want to know more about Yeah, like that. I, yes, I definitely want to okay. know that. Yeah, <laughs> dive into that. Okay, so interesting about theta state. We're also, as children, basically up to the age of around eight years old, we're, we're in theta state. So we're very highly suggestible as children, right? Like we take in information like sponges. So we don't have that thinking prefrontal cortex fully developed. Um, So all the things that we pick up when we're kids that we don't even think about, we absorb into our nervous system, um, our system of beliefs, that kind of thing. So even the way, you know, our childhood upbringing, what we see in other people, we we absorb all that and it's stored in our body and it's really in our subconscious. So Mm -hmm. that is the kind of stuff that breathwork helps to again, bring it to the surface so that we can release it. And that's why we do, you know, kind of the guided coaching in the type of breath work that I do, the positive affirmations, so we can bring up the old stuff and rewire our brains with the more positive yeah.
0: stuff. Yeah, you know, what? I, can you touch on what you mean by rewiring the brain? Because for some people that might be like, a, what kind of topic are you guys saying right now? Um, but there's a lot of research behind it. I know it's really cool. So if you don't mind breaking that down for our listeners, Like, what does it mean when you're rewiring your brain in this theta state or suggestible state?
1: Yeah, so normally, I mean, up to 95% of how we show up in the world is ruled by our subconscious. So all these, again, old patterns and limiting beliefs and things like that, um, they really affect how we show up in our day-to-day life. So what, sorry, I forgot what I was gonna say. No no worries about rewiring the brain. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, all right, let me get back into it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, sorry. No, no way, it's good. Where do I start again? You want me to ask the question again? Yeah, probably? yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Kay. So, cut here, Matt, let it just quiet up for a bit. So on that topic of rewiring your brain, can you just break that down for our listener in terms of what you mean by how we are rewiring our brain? Because some people might say that's a foreign concept. There's no way we can do that. But break down some barriers for us, Leanne. Like what does that mean uh, in terms of rewiring?
1: Yeah, because, again, of all these old patterns, beliefs, traumas that are stored in our nervous system, our brain kind of filters information, and actually 95% of how we show up is in our subconscious. So our brain doesn't necessarily look at what's good or bad or positive or negative. It's kind of like what's um, most prominent in our subconscious. So we have a lot of that stuff, those negative patterns that we don't even necessarily know that are affecting us. But when we do the breath work to rewire the brain, we're like releasing. So first of all, we're releasing the old patterns, the old beliefs, some of the stresses and traumas. And at the same time, we're putting in new positive, um, again, beliefs, emotions, habits, like so many different things that can be affected and like, replacing the the old with the new.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And like you said, it, with that suggestible state, it makes you more receptive to accepting that uh, new belief system, which I think is monumentally uh, powerful. Yeah. I, it's, I, like, like, like I said, I've done affirmations myself too. I haven't really seen a great change, but... Now, um, sometimes I'll do a breath work, like a DIY for me yeah. personally, or if I'll do affirmation, I'll do it after a meditation or that breath work.
1: That's the perfect time to do perfect it. Perfect time, right? Because yeah.
0: you're nice and quiet, you're zen out and you go, all right, let's just, let's just take it all in. Yeah. So I think that's very powerful. And on that, I guess, kind of note of, let's say slowing down, allowing to tap in. And again, just being in that receptive state, I want to know how breath work brings us more in tune with our body. And what does that mean being in tune with our body? How does that really benefit us too?
1: yeah, so it it again, it it shuts off that thinking part of the mind, brings us into our body, into our nervous system where all those emotions and memories are held. And it also, I mean, I know years ago, I was not in touch with my body at all. Like a lot of especially type A people live kind of from the neck up, right? So you're always in your mind. But really, all our emotions are stored in our bodies, and our emotions. I mean, they affect our attitude, which affects, like, how we show up in the world. So it's really powerful to be able to get in touch with your emotions by listening to your body, which breathwork has a way of making it easy because you're not thinking about bringing up the emotions and feeling them. The body automatically brings up those emotions and helps you to release them during a breathwork session. But the more I find the more that I do breathwork, I am more in tune with my body, just paying attention to, like I have a really good handle on my nervous system. I know when I'm getting stressed, when I need to breathe slow or when I want energy, when I want to breathe fast and I'm more in tune with my emotions. So I feel like when we're more in tune with our emotions in the present, the less we suppress them Mm -hmm. because when we suppress them, they, they just build up in our nervous system and cause all kinds of issues between mental health issues and even physical manifestations of disease so
0: yeah well one one thing I really do like that you said there was how you're al- almost using breath to influence mm-hmm. your physical state so like you said when you're nervous or you're anxious like you need to breathe slow you're now influencing probably hormonal changes in your body like your physical body to a place of more Zen more peace you I know mean, if you want more energy like you said you're gonna breathe fast so like yeah. how is that affecting the physical body like how are you able to use breath to Trigger something that we always thought is triggering the breath and the
1: anxious and yeah. tight
0: chest, right? You
1: know what I mean? Oh, exactly. And that's such a great point. And that's such a powerful thing about using your breath to change your state. So looking at the two branches of the autonomic nervous system, we have the parasympathetic, which is the rest and digest. That's when we're calm, when we're relaxed. Uh, and then there's the sympathetic branch of the nervous system, which is more fight or flight. Mm. Not to say one's good and one's bad. We need a balance of both. But when we are chronically in that sympathetic fight or flight, that's when we can have a lot of problems. So the breath um, is actually the, the one tool that has the ability to impact our state that we have control over. Normally, the autonomic nervous system, I mean, the other things it control are things like digestion, um, the, your heart rate, things like that, your pupils dilating. So... Mm different states that your body automatically takes over depending on what state you're in which the breath is the one thing that we have control over and it's done automatically which is so powerful. So look at if you're in a really stressful situation as an example. You're going to be breathing probably like fast and shallow through your chest and once you become aware of that you can change your breath which will change your state. So taking anxiety as an example, if you're feeling anxious and you try to use your mind to say, oh, I'm just going to calm down. I'm not anxious anymore. It's going to be hard to think your way out of anxiety. But if you start to use your breath to, in this example, slow it down, slow down your exhale, that will shift your body into that parasympathetic state, which will help with the anxiety or the stress. Powerful. Yeah, it really is.
0: I, one thing I want you to validate for me, and I heard this a while ago, um, I want to know if it's right, but they, a lot of people say that because we breathe so shallow day to day, and that's kind of what we all do all day, and yeah. we're not really conscious of it. It says, uh, based on a primitive perspective, like it's almost like you're always in like a hunt or f- like flight kind of method, right? Because why would you breathe loud if you're trying to hide from prey? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's It's like you're always telling your body through your breath that we are in danger. And very rarely do we ever take like a, like a really big breath. So is that true? Um, the fact that like we're just with that shallow breath, we're in that constant state of fight flight just because it's a shallow breath.
1: Yeah. Yeah. People who breathe, I could get it, (laughs) that could be a whole other podcast on functional breathing. Um, but yeah, when people breathe shallow, that does put your body into a stressful state. Mm. Um, going back to the nervous system, this just to give you a good example of of like how the breath influences. So chest, um, chest breathing, mouth breathing, and fast breathing all activate the sympathetic or fight or flight. Whereas if you want to activate the parasympathetic, it's more belly breathing, nose breathing, and slower breathing. So you can kind of play with the variables depending on what state you want to be in, but that's a really good guideline. And there's so many people who are chronic chest breathers and mouth breathers and over breathers. And that does cause more stress on the body and also other health conditions as well.
0: Hmm. What's an, what's an over breather? What's that?
1: Yeah. That's like when you breathe too much volume of air and too fast.
0: Oh, does we get lightheaded or you almost want to pass out in that sense? Is that Not
1: it? even necessarily, but just, I mean, the way we should be breathing day to day is really, it's like uh, light, slow, and deep. So, most people are breathing too fast for sure. Um, and you also don't need to breathe a high volume of air. Ideally, it's kind of like, again, light, slow, and from your diaphragm or your belly. Wow. On the day to day. For the most part, of course, you know, if you want more energy, you can breathe faster and, and those kind of things. But uh, in general, most people breathe too much.
0: Wow. See, I'm out here breathing in really, really (laughs) deep thinking I'm doing something good, but I guess it's not always about filling it to the max, but again, just controlling it nice and relaxed. slow. that's like the sweet spot then.
1: Yeah. I mean, deep as in deep from your belly is great, but not necessarily. Most people, when you say take a deep breath, they're like, (gasps) and they breathe all up through their chest. And it's, it's very much more of an activating breath, which again has its place, but not for, for every day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what? It's it's got me thinking about um, when we were doing the workshop with you. You said there was layers to breath work. There's a lot of different things that goes into it. So, what do you mean by these layers? Like, what is that? How do we? How is it important to us too?
1: Yeah, like in the ninety breath work, you
0: mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. So the ninety breath work. Um, It does have multiple layers. It's called 9D for nine dimensions of sound. So there's a lot of different sound frequencies, healing frequencies in there that are designed to work together to kind of amplify the results of the breath work. So the breath in itself is a very powerful tool, but the 9D also includes pretty heavily guided coaching during the session. And that takes advantage of the fact that we're in theta state and we want to rewire the brain and we want to reprogram ourselves with these more positive beliefs and positive affirmations and things like that. So it's very much, uh, the coaching narrative helps you to, first of all, feel safe Hmm. to bring up anything uncomfortable that you may feel any intense emotions because that happens. Um, and it helps to bring those up and have you feel safe to let your body release them. So there's the guided coaching. There's positive affirmations in kind of a subliminal message kind of layer. There's different healing frequencies. Um, there's binaural beats. There's different, it's tuned to 432 Hertz, which is the very healing to the body versus normally, um, 440 Hertz is kind of normal. So, A lot of different layers of sound frequency to really, again, enhance that experience.
0: There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. It's
1: like, I like to talk, if you think of habit stacking, right? Like, you hear a lot of people talking about stacking habits so you can be more effective. I like to think of 90 as like just stacking all these different modalities on top of the breath work to be really, really powerful.
0: Yeah, it's like a holistic breath work all in one in a sense almost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can even vouch for that because when I did your breathwork land, I'm not gaslighting you. Like I felt phenomenal. Like yeah. never, ever have I ever felt that great and light. And honestly, we did it at night I then we finished at 930 and I went downstairs. And I go, I feel like I just had nine coffees, <laughs> like just so. And it wasn't like a jittery, yeah. a jittery nine coffees. It was like, I feel alive. Yeah. So something really incredible there. And the the point that you said about the guidance, for me, that was absolutely creme de la creme because... I wouldn't really know what the heck I'm doing 100% of the time um, within the, within the um, what do you call it, the workshop. Yeah. But the fact that you were there guiding us through the affirmations, now breathe like this, and then even sometimes you would throw in a little suggestion here and there that your subconscious just absorbs. Yep. And I feel like those are really powerful things through the guidance that um, I think a lot of people would really benefit from too.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's really powerful. That's why I, um, I mean, I've been doing breath work for Oh, over three years now, but most recently added this 9D modality. And I just love it. It's so powerful.
0: Yeah. Well, let, let's get personal then on your personal story. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you find breathwork? How did you get into it? Like, what was your life like before and after all these great implementations? Uh, we'd love to hear.
1: Yeah. So I've been, I my sort of journey into holistic health started um, over 10 years ago now. And it was really because i wanted to lose weight i would just turned 40 i was gaining a few pounds without changing anything so i wanted to really figure out how how i can fix this so i started with nutrition um that got me into the world of holistic health which i got more into the emotional health and all the other different related modalities but it wasn't until 3 years ago that i mean i had been hearing about breathwork but i mentioned earlier a little bit about meditation like I find it hard to shut off my mind. So I thought breath work sounded harder (laughs) than meditation. So I did resist even trying it for a while. But finally, um, when I did try it in the type of breathing that we were doing, conscious, connected breathing uh, in the, the journey that you did with me, within a few minutes of doing that... I just started crying. I got so emotional. I didn't know what was going on. I started like weeping, uncontrollably weeping. It was so powerful, that emotional release for me, that I was like, oh my God, like I need this in my life, but I also need to bring this to my health clients that I work with. So that's kind of how it got started for me. Um, Yeah. And the interesting thing about that, like I said earlier also you don't have to know what's being released for it to be powerful. I had no idea. Like, thinking back now, I could think of certain circumstances. It was right at the beginning of COVID, so there was a lot of stress in the world and all that, but there was nothing that I knew of that would make me have that strong of an emotional reaction.
0: So it just whatever needs to be released gets released, and you feel lighter for it.
1: You do, and I don't know if it was something from that day, that week, from when I was a baby, or even generationally, we, we, we carry traumas from... Mm generations earlier. So that's how powerful it was for me. And I am the type of person who would kind of push down my emotions, you know, like when they're not comfortable to feel uncomfortable emotions or we're too busy or it's too painful. Um, I realize this more now as I have gotten into breathwork that I used to do that like a lot. Mm. (laughs) So I probably had a lot of built up emotions over time that my early experience with breathwork, I cried a lot.
0: Wow. But yeah. again, very healing for you.
1: Very healing. Very, very healing. Yeah.
0: So let's say, let's say a listener right now is tuning in. They're really agreeing with what you're saying and they go, I might be the same way. I suppress. Uh, I don't want to look at those emotions. And I might actually be scared to do breathwork because I don't want it to come up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How would you tell them to navigate that? What's your advice to them?
1: First of all, I mean, breathwork is very, very safe when you're doing this type of extended breathwork journey with a trained coach or facilitator. Um, who's there to guide you, and also your body's not going to bring up anything that you can't handle. So even though my first experience was very strongly emotional, sometimes people have very physical reactions the first time they do breath work. Sometimes they just, like, are so relaxed and at peace. Um, There's all different things that can happen, but what I would tell people, maybe to try, like, a not as intense one. Mm. Um, I also do journeys that are more down-regulating. So for stress and for anxiety that aren't that activating breath, but more of a relaxing breath, but they're also still very powerful. So that might be a great place to start. Um, And also during breath work, like I, I kind of talk about this at the beginning of all my journeys, but you're in control. So if it feels too intense, Again, your breath is so powerful. If you change the intensity of your breath, you can slow down the breath and it'll be less activating. And when you feel you can go deeper, you can start it up again, like breathe deeper, which Mm -hmm. is, I mean, you hear people talk about altered states of consciousness with breath work, but compared to something like psychedelics or ayahuasca, which I can't speak to personally, but why breath work is different is because you're in control and you can always slow down you can stop you can get out of the breathing pattern and come back when you're ready
0: i think that's a powerful tidbit for someone just knowing they're in control yeah is the biggest thing too right yeah exactly uh, well i looking back to my past experiences uh, i was telling you right before we hopped on this podcast that i went to another breath work in it was in uh, uft park it was like 800 people it was crazy once we finished like everybody was so connected there yeah. was Girls' mascara was just running <laughs> down their face, this and that. But yeah. it almost wasn't like anyone was anxious or angry or fearful. It was almost like everyone was just like at peace yeah. and just in or zoned in. So, yes, things come up, and I this, this is my personal experience, but it's nothing that is going to be, like you said, really, really harmful for you. Your body needs to release it, and you feel good. Mm-hmm. You feel good for it.
1: Yeah. And there's been studies done. There was one study of, I think, 11,000 um, participants of holotropic breathwork, which is similar to the type of breathwork I guide, but even more intense. And there are zero adverse reactions of 11,000 people um, either during the breathwork session or after they followed up with them. So it's a very, very safe modality where you are in control.
0: You said zero. 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 In, science, in science world, that is like unheard of, yeah. right? Zero to 100%, like that's insane. Zero, yeah. So the the numbers speak for themselves too. Exactly. And again, just getting your feet wet, like you said, dabbling in it a bit, warming it up, try a lesser immersive breath work, um, and then slowly build your way up. Yeah. Nice and easy, you're in control. Exactly. I love that. I love that. So right now I want to talk about stuck energies. Mm. Is this kind of the same thing as like little traumas, big traumas that we... I guess, touched on in the beginning of the episode or like what, what what are we talking about when we say stuck energies?
1: Yeah, I think related to trauma, um, when we go through a traumatic situation, there's only a small percentage that we can process in the moment because there's so much going on. So a lot of it is what gets pushed down, like subconsciously, it just gets pushed down into our nervous system as stored, you can call it stored energy, um, but it, it stays in the body until we are able to fully like move through the cycle of feeling it. So that uh, is kind of how breathwork works to bring up all those stuck energies, if you will, traumas, emotions that get stored in the body from big or small traumas
0: yeah so it's all kind of related like the the traumas the stuck energies it's all kind of under the sun yeah so what if somebody does a breathwork session they're hoping to see this grand release of all these things all these traumas but they don't let's say they don't get a release like they might think i am a failure i can't do it what's your advice to those people who don't get that expected outcome
1: yeah again your body knows what it needs so it could be a few different things. Maybe you didn't go deep enough with the breath. Like maybe you just were breathing shallow, which can still be a beautiful kind of meditative experience, but maybe you didn't go deep enough with the breath. Maybe your body wasn't ready to release those emotions or traumas. Um, I would say keep, keep at it. Like it's always different and it's always, I really like to say your body knows what it needs. It also might be that if something starts to come up, it it is also important to process through it if you want to release it. Like, we really do have to feel it to heal it. Mm. So sometimes if some uncomfortable things come up during the breath work, your body is like, okay, no, I'm not ready to deal with it now. And And that might look like not breathing as deep, shallow, like slowing down your breath, which again is totally fine because when you're ready for that deeper experience, you can always go back to it. So some people, it takes a little bit for them to get really deep.
0: Yeah. So just be patient with yourself. Don't beat yourself up. It'll come when it comes.
1: Yeah. And sometimes you might be really tired and your body just needs rest. So yeah. <laughs> you're <that's> not going <laughs> to have the emotional release. <laughs> just need to go to
0: bed <laughs> a little bit early one night. Eh? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So how about this concept of the stuck energies and they manifest physically for some people? Yeah. So you're familiar with that topic? Like, yeah. So how can someone, I guess, even think or even begin to understand that there's a link between pent up emotions or stuck emotions and then maybe back pain or anxiety or digestive issues. Like how can they understand that there's a link between these two things?
1: Yeah, there's definitely a link between those two things. Um, I do a lot of work with the chakras or the energy centers, which kind of is a nice map of depending you know what what emotions are coming up they're all related to a different energy center which is related to different physical parts of the body and different kind of diseases mm-hmm. so i won't get into that too much yeah sure um, cuz it's different for every person but definitely when we store those emotions and we don't deal with them they they just cause stress in our body and that can appear as f- chronic physical pain or Autoimmune issues. There's a lot of different ways that they can affect our physical health, for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? We actually just had uh, Faith a- uh, Ashenden on the show. You were listening to mm-hmm. her. She's a nervous syst- nervous system healer, uh, and she actually talked about that point where, because your body is always in this really anxious state of breathing. Your body always, just like like we said earlier, is under the state of stress. Yeah. But when your body is in a state of stress, it doesn't care about repairing anything else. That's right. Because you're facing an imminent threat. It's either life or death. They don't care if your back hurts. You're running.
1: Yeah. So that...
0: So. Even understanding that once you slow that breath down, calm that nervous system, it even just opens the door for healing. It allows yeah. your body to do its thing. Exactly.
1: Right? And it's impossible to heal when you're in sympathetic fight or flight. It's impossible. Like you have to be in that sympathetic, or sorry, parasympathetic, that rest and digest mode for your body to heal. So exactly. Like if you're too chronically stressed, those things that are stored are, you're not going to be able to heal.
0: Very true. Well, e- think about it, even when people go on vacation either to a cottage or to a nice tropical place on the beach yeah s- things start to feel really really great much better and you what's the what's the main or the common denominator you're calm you're by nature you're grounded yep. so it's a true testament to like look in your own life and see how that actually plays out for you physically so to understand that link right exactly incredible so have you ever had any personal experiences where you have actually healed your physical body or even had clients, uh, have s- stories around that, whatever you can share?
1: Yeah. Um, I think for me, it's more, it's been more emotional healing that I've experienced through breath work. I have had clients who have had more physical experiences. Like it's very common during a breath work session where if you have a part of your body, say you have lower back pain, um, that you have quite frequently. It, the pain will intensify in the breath work and then it'll be released at the end of the breath work. So you're, you're moving the energy, you're doing, you know, that the breathing pattern and, again, your body brings up whatever needs to be released, whether it's emotional, which we've talked a lot about, or also physical. So sometimes people do feel an intense physical reaction during breath work where it goes away by the end of it wow well
0: i'm I'm thinking back to now every time that we're talking about something i think back to our uh, workshop that we did i remember being like so hot during it like i was sweating like my it was like my body was on fire yeah and it didn't feel like it was on fire because the room was hot it felt like there's a fire inside of me that needs to get out and it was it was crazy so like what was that um for me is that me personally, or is that a thing that happens during breath work?
1: That's a thing that happens. Temperature fluctuations are really common. A lot of people also get really cold, or you can get Mm -hmm. hot and then cold, but it's just (laughs) depending on what's up with your body and and how you are processing through whatever you're processing through.
0: Definitely, definitely. So one thing that always, I guess, stays on my mind is when I meditate or do breath work, I understand I need to be in a space. I need to dedicate uh, time, allocate time, And then really tune into this introspective state in a a sense. I understand for the most people, let's say you have an anxiety attack on the go or just you're dealing with anxiety on the go or Mm -hmm. maybe you're just feeling really, really stressed on the go. We don't have time to get into that meditative state. So do you have any like tips or tricks for people who are on the go, commuting, at work, wherever, just to again, gain control of their breath and then gain control of their body as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. So going back to what I mentioned easier, this is a good kind of trick for people um, to use the breath to, to change their state. So that rest and digest state, the pattern of the breath is you're breathing deeply through your belly, you're breathing through your nose, and you're breathing slow, especially on the exhale. So Every time we exhale, that's activating the parasympathetic nervous system. And on the inhale, it's activating that fight or flight. So, the pattern of fight or flight, again, is chest breathing, mouth breathing, and fast breathing. So, if someone's stressed, really the easiest thing that they can do is take nice, long, extended exhales, breathing in through the belly. So, breathing in through your nose, there's You know, there's so many different ways you can do this. You can use counting. So breathe in for four, out for six, out for eight. Um, Trying to consciously slow down that exhale and make sure you're breathing from your belly versus like chest breathing. Yeah, Yeah. And also the worst thing you can do is breathe through your mouth on the daily. Like I know there are a lot of mouth breather breathers. Again, I won't dive down that rabbit hole, but that causes so much stress on the body. Really? So people who suffer from anxiety, a lot of them are mouth breathers. So if anyone listening, just pay attention. And if you are a mouth breather, I would say try to practice breathing in and out through your nose. It's game changers ter- in terms of stress and anxiety.
0: Wow. Is it, well, I guess it's kind of the same thing we spoke about before. Like you're telling your body you're in a stress state through yeah, mouth breathing.
1: exactly. Which well, yeah. causes more stress. Yeah, so it's a vicious just <laughs> cycle. cycle.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. it's even when you're working out, when you're huffing and puffing, what are you doing? You're breathing through the mouth. Yeah. Your body's in a stressful state. So I, like that's what you're embodying on a daily basis. Wow. Like you're blowing my mind today, making me uh, rethink my entire existence, Leanne.
1: Yeah. We could talk about nose breathing during exercise, but again, that's a whole other. It's a whole tangent. other uh, <laughs> rabbit hole. Amazing.
0: Yep. Was there anything you wish somebody, like, let's say they're just coming into this topic of breathwork, they're just stumbling on it, what's, like, the one thing you would like them to know? Like, one thing to take away or just be open to?
1: It doesn't have to be hard. Like, it can be easy. The The breath is, I mean, it's such a powerful tool and it's free. <laughs> we we <laughs> breathe, I think it's, like, 25,000 times a day. No, I can't remember. We won't, we won't quarter out. on the, uh, the 25,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. We, we breathe like it's such a powerful tool. And you don't have to do a long, extended hour or more long journey to get the benefits of breathwork. Breathwork really, what it comes down to is consciously changing your breath to induce a state that you want. So
0: incredible.
1: It can be a minute of breathing in through your nose and extending that exhale if you want to calm down or breathing fast in and out through your nose is a good one if you want to energize your body or there's so many different ways you can use your breath to really change your state and it, it can be a minute if you have a minute
0: yeah it's fluid it's dynamic you're in control yeah amazing Leanne, I want to say thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. Uh, it was incredible. Where can listeners connect with you, find you? Uh, if they want to try Breathwork, where can they uh, go to find you? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so thank you. It's been great, Matt. And I, I appreciate the opportunity to be here. And it's great also that you have had experience with my Breathwork class. Uh, So, yeah, best place to find me is probably on Instagram. Uh, My Instagram is RadiantLeanne, R-A-D-I-A-N-T-L-E-A-N-N-E. You can find out all about what I have going on there. Um, Anyone local to the Toronto area, I have, I'm working with a yoga studio in Burlington called Align Yoga. So I'll have a lot more upcoming events there as well. And depending on when you listen, I, I have... Uh, actually, it's a stress and anxiety journey. So we talked about like, if you're new to breath work, and you're just a little bit nervous about doing the heavy journeys, I'm going to be doing uh, more of a down regulating journey at Align Yoga in Burlington. So
0: awesome. Yeah, we're going to link everything for our listeners in the show notes, wherever they're listening to. So click those links, ladies and gentlemen, Leanne's fantastic. And please check out a class. It, it is very transformational. And yeah, on behalf of myself, my listeners, Leanne, thanks for coming on today. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. It's been great.